Howdy folks, it is Tuesday, January 10th, 2012. I'm Skip Ruddertail, your Otter Editor, and this is the Bad Dog Book Club. Today's story is Car Repair, Chapter 1, by Cinnamon DeWolf in his story premiere on the book club. If you remember, he actually read last episode's story, and we're glad to have him back with one of his own. You may have seen this one on Sofer. It's been very popular. We're glad to have it here. And as always, we're glad to have the amazing, esteemable Khaki F. Dog read it for us. Enjoy, and do join Toonses and myself in a week when we'll be back to discuss it. Car Repair by Cinnamon DeWolf Read for you by Alex Vance, or Kaki, these days, whatever. The familiar and reassuring putter of the Vespa's engine was already giving way to a much more ominous mechanical wheezing, especially at stoplights, long before the motor cut out for the third time that ride. After coasting to a stop on the side of the busy road, Keo repeatedly stabbed at the start button, and while it may have felt satisfying to be punishing the recalcitrant scooter with a thumb frustratedly, it did little but elicit the uninspiring chugga-chugga-chugga of the starter without an inspiring buzz from the engine it was trying to turn over. The diminutive Kandavi slumped forward over the handlebars with a groan. Class was starting any minute now. She was already running late, and now that she was stuck on the side of the major roadway with little hope of any rescue soon enough to get her back to school on time. And of course, there was the matter of getting the scooter somewhere besides where it was, dead and ticking over slowly while the motor cooled with traffic rushing by. Pleading under her breath, she gave a last few and decidedly more gentle and pleading pushes on the starter, the result identical to the last dozen attempts. She was, she decided... Fucked. Stanley would never have done this to me, she mumbled under her breath. With an angry sigh, she hopped up off the scooter, resisting the urge to kick it and began walking it up to the sidewalk. At least it was small enough for that. A few honks and unintelligible hollering, none supporting, from cars passing by had the figurative equivalent of a dark storm cloud forming over her head while she trudged up the road, open-faced helmet still perched on her head with the unbuckled strap waggling around her jaw. Keo was uncertain exactly what she was going to do now, but whatever it was, being stuck on the side of the busy street wasn't a good idea. It wasn't until she'd gone a block or so, thinking more than once just how not fun it was to be standing at a crosswalk, waiting for the light to change while keeping a dead scooter propped up next to you, that she looked up to find herself in a light industrial area with any number of machine shops, warehouses, greasy spoon diners, and, mercifully, a number of auto and body shops. It didn't make her feel much better studying them for some idea of which one she should choose to embarrass herself at by wheeling her dead scooter up amongst the much larger and more impressive-looking vehicles scattered around, but at least it gave her something to do besides feel sorry for herself. Eventually, and lacking any better criteria, she found herself stopping in front of the wide-open double doors of a run-down shop, one that seemed to have fewer people around than anywhere else she could see. She reasoned any place was just as likely to try a screw her over as another, and at least a near-empty one there was less onlookers to make her feel embarrassed. A dirty and faded sign reading Edgar's Auto and Towing hung over the entrance to the shop, the only door that she could see. Straggly weeds and grass stuck up through the cracked pavement leading up to the doors, forcing her to pick her way carefully through it and the broken glass, gravel and associated small bits of garbage scattered out front. From inside, too dark to see with the contrast to the bright light outside, she could hear the sound of air tools buzzing. Hello? she said, stopping at the threshold of the door. Hello? Nothing. Are you open? Hello? Hey! 
She surprised herself with a shout, nearly clapping a paw over her muzzle. In the dark interior, the whirring sounds abruptly stopped and a gruff, guttural voice answered. All right, hold your horses, I'm coming, it called back. From the gloom emerged a squat, hulking Akita, mopping his paws with a rag that looked dirty enough to likely be depositing more onto his fingers than taking any off. Wearing blue coveralls bearing the name Edgar in script, a grimy baseball cap and work boots, he chewed the stub of a cigar to the corner of his muzzle and scowled at the suddenly shrinking back Kendavi. He looked to be maybe mid-forties, easily old enough to be her dad, and sporting a build with all the subtlety of a brick. He regarded her unsmiling, while she regarded him back and tried not to seem like she was staring. "'You know, you little fuckers try to get us coming and going, don't you?' growled around the cigar. "'Pardon?' She was suddenly confused. "'I just bought four boxes of damn peanut butter ones from one of you at the bank yesterday. How many more cookies do you think a guy needs?' Keo stared at him blankly. Um, you ain't selling Pub Scout cookies. She animated. Oh, what? No, wait, what? Why would I do that? Fuck if I know. So you ain't? No, I'm not a Pub Scout. I'm in college, she said, a little defensively. (laughs) No shit. The Akita looked her up and down, mostly down, and gave a faint grunt before settling back on meeting her eye. Oh, could have fooled me. So what do you want? My scooter... She motioned with one paw, which required that she take it off the handlebars, letting out a sharp yelp when it began to topple over. She caught it quickly, feeling sheepish as she got it back up and steady. It's broken. You drop it? No, she said plaintively. I'm late and it just died. It hasn't been running right all day, but I kept being able to start it every time it stopped, and then out there it stopped again and I've been trying to start it, but it won't and people were making fun of me and I don't know what to do. By the time she was finished, she had tears welling up in her eyes, the suddenness of the feeling of despair surprising her. Now, hold on, just settle down there, little lady, said the Akita, voice softening ever so slightly. No need to get the waterworks going. Just a busted ride, happens all the time. First things first, I'm Edgar, we call me Friction, everyone else does. He stuck his paw out. It looked as big as her head. She fought back sniffles. Keo. This time, making sure the bike was steady, she shook it, a small paw disappearing inside the enormous fist. All right, little miss, pleased to meet you. He wiped the dirty rag across his forehead, mopping it and glancing upward. Let's get the two of you out of the sun and see if we can see what's going on. Stepping towards her, boots crunching on the gravel, he reached toward the scooter. And, um, how about you let me wheel her in? Keo nodded and waited until his paws were on the handlebars before she stepped back, and as he guided it inside she took a deep, shuddering breath, sniffed one last time, and followed him into the shop. The inside wasn't as dark as she'd first thought. It was just bright enough outside that it seemed like that. Just past the double doors the shop opened up into a space large enough for a lift, there was a truck on it, a Toyota of some kind, and a long workbench scattered with tools and parts. Across from that was a wall of tires, belts, and a few racks of parts all crammed and jumbled together, next to a wheel mounter, what looked like a smog test machine and a few other things she wasn't sure what they were for. Along one wall were some windows looking into another room she couldn't make out except for an old soda machine. Maybe a break room? It smelled of grease, burnt oil, and cigar smoke in here. Flickering and buzzing fluorescent lights gave everything a green pole compared to outdoors, and she blinked, trying to get her eyes to adjust quicker than they wanted to. Edgar, a friction, walked ahead, wheeling the scooter. It looked tiny compared to his bulk. Watch your step, he grunted over his shoulder, and she looked down to see extension cords and a couple air hoses snaking over the floor. She did. Alrighty, here we go, the Akita said, bringing her attention back to him. 
Stepping onto the sender's stand, he gave the scooter a careless flick, jerking it back onto the stand with significantly less effort than she usually needed to accomplish the same thing. He turned to face her, and for the first time, he cracked a faint smile. You worried something's gonna fall off the ceiling? What? Oh! Blushing furiously, Keo fairly yanked the forgotten helmet off her head and let it dangle from her paws, clutching it in front of her. Sorry. <laughs> Don't gotta apologize to me, honey. You look cute in it. She blushed harder and stared at his crotch. Her feet! She meant her feet. Why did he have to be a dog? Anyway, um, sorry you're running late, little lady, but I'm afraid it's gonna take me a bit to give her a once-over. I'll try to make it quick, though. You want, you can wait in there. He gestured toward the room she'd seen earlier, through the windows. Ain't much, but you got a TV, get yourself coffee, maybe a soda. Coin slot's busted, just help yourself to whatever you want. Keo gave a small smile. He hesitated. You don't mind me asking, ain't you a little young to be in college? She bit her lip, while the little smile stayed. Oh, um, I'm 23. I'm a Kendavi. We're, um, small. No shit. I've taken dumb... <clears throat> he caught himself, for the first time looking sheepish himself. Uh, I mean, yeah, you are. No friends or nothing. No, it's okay. A silence fell for a few moments, Keo fidgeting a little, and still with her lip between her teeth. Anyway, go on and take a load off. I'll have you fixed up in no time. She felt a wash of relief, not even having realized how tense she was until that moment. The dog was reassuring in a gruff sort of way, and his confidence infectious. Thank you, she said, forcing herself to look up at him. I, um, I really appreciate it. He gave her a wink and a smile that showed a few teeth to go with it. Just my job, ma'am, or miss. <laughs> Run along now. With a grateful smile, Keo headed into the break room. It was, she saw when she got there, intended to be a waiting room as well, of a sort. There were a few chairs, none matching, and the promised coffee pot, soda machine, and a small TV playing a 24-hour news channel with the sound turned down. A stack of wheels doubled as a table, upon which were scattered a few magazines that looked like they'd been poured over more than a few times, covers ripped and wrinkled. A door to a small bathroom was ajar a crack, with a sign saying, Use Latch to Lock, scrawled onto a piece of paper taped above the doorknob. Another door led to what looked like a cramped and cluttered office. It smelled no better than the shop proper, but it did, she noticed, have air conditioning. Plopping into a chair tall enough to have her legs dangling above the floor, she picked up a magazine and began flipping through it. Somewhere, a radio playing a classic rock station got louder. A sharp whistle from the shop had her jolt upright in her car, looking out the window. Expecting to see friction looking towards her, maybe it was fixed already? She instead saw two forms silhouetted by the daylight coming in through the double doors. One, the conspicuously squat shape of the Akita, the other as tall but lankier from what she could see. Over the quiet drone of the air conditioner she could hear muffled voices talking, familiar it seemed like. A handshake and a slap on the other one's back from friction, and they headed over to the truck where much pointing and nodding ensued. While she watched, she gestured toward her scooter, then toward the waiting room. There, without the sunlight behind them, she could make out the other dog. She could see it was a dog now. A mutt from the looks of it, with either Rottweiler or Doberman dominating the mixture. Doberman, she decided after a moment, in his stature and build. He was wearing a clean white wife-beater and worn-out, torn-up jeans, and with his thumbs hooked into the front pockets, he carried himself with an easy nonchalance, half-slouched over in the way that guys stood sometimes when they were relaxed, nodding in time with the Akita. He looked... familiar... Keo furrowed her brow, squinting into the grimy windows to try and figure out where she'd seen him before. College, maybe? No, he seemed a little too old for that. Pushing thirty, she guessed. One of her boyfriend's friends? 
maybe that, but no, it was something else, like maybe he worked in a store she frequented. It was an odd sensation, she thought, like she'd seen him standing just like that some time before. She decided it was his body language she recognized more than his face. A very handsome face, cut sharp around the jaw with strong chin, and still only vaguely familiar despite her best efforts to stir up the memory of where she'd seen him. She was trying to puzzle it through when they apparently finished their conversation and, with a handshake, the dog sauntered over toward the waiting room. Going from straining to sit up as high as she could to hurriedly feigning disinterest, she stuck her nose in the magazine. Shortly after the door to the shop creaked open and with a rush of warm and humid air, the newcomer stepped inside. The smile he gave her, while clearly intended to be merely polite, had her face heating up faster than she could have thought possible. It just lit her up, cocky but friendly, arrogant but disarming. It didn't linger either, as with a slight tilt of his head he acknowledged her with an easy glance. Ma'am? It was a voice like warm syrup, she thought to herself, or maybe honey, deep rolling and with the faintest hint of a southern twang. She fleetingly thought of a cowboy tipping his hat and fought back the urge to giggle. She smiled back, quickly, and tried to focus her attention back on her magazine. He made his way inside, letting the door whoosh closed behind him, and headed over to the soda machine. There, while he perused the selection, Keo peered over the edge of her magazine at his backside. His back. All of his back. All of him. That nagging feeling of recognition kept her staring until he'd punched a button on the machine and retrieved the soda that clattered into the slot. She quickly lifted the magazine up to hide her face and went back to pretending to read, watching him from the corner of her eye as he took a seat, slouching into it with knees splayed. He wasn't lanky, as she'd thought. Compared to the Akita, he was slighter, yes, but he was far from what she would think of as skinny. Muscles rippled, oh yes, rippled, underneath his short-furred, black, brown and red pelt as she casually popped the top on the soda and tipped it into his muzzle to take a swallow, beads of sweat dripping from the can. He had a natural kind of strength about him, lean muscle and sinew defining his bared arms up to the shoulders, and the rise of his pecs were pleasingly obvious, not too big, not too small, beneath his shirt. She imagined, if she could see it, a flat belly leading down into his belted jeans, the buckle at the front large enough to be a little ostentatious. God, she thought, he looks like he could have stepped out of a... No way! Frantically, she darted her eyes back to the magazine, abruptly panicked. It couldn't be. No, no, you just don't run into that kind of person on the street or in a dirty old waiting room of a dirtier and older auto shop. The blush in her cheeks was searing and her mind was racing. Was it? Everyone needs to go shopping for groceries or to mail letters or to get their cars fixed, so why not him? Slowly, carefully, she peeked back over the magazine again. The dog was apparently ignoring her, having a magazine of his own spread out in his lap and his paw around the cold soda on the chair next to him. As secretly as she could, she studied him, tried to imagine what he'd look like if he wasn't... if he didn't look like this, just sitting there. Was it him? She looked back at the magazine for the umpteenth time, brow furrowed, trying to look like she was reading while lost in thought. Do you like dags? She jerked her head up to find him looking at her, those eyes warm pools that threatened to drown her. What? I asked, he said, nodding toward the magazine in her paws, if you like dogs. She followed his gaze down, realizing only now that it was some canine quarterly or something like that, a show dog enthusiast magazine, non-anthros, of course. Oh, yes, I, um, yes. She forced a wobbly smile, one that she had to work to maintain. The dog nodded a couple of times. Me too. He went back to reading his magazine, releasing her from a gaze that had left her feeling pinned. 
Keo tried to go back to pretending to read, but the words and pictures swam on the page. That look clinched it. There was no question now that was him, but with that recognition came only near terror. She sat in a waiting room with Chad Jameson. A porn star. A porn star. Where she'd seen him, oh, she knew now, was in a half dozen or more X-rated movies, and not the cheap amateur ones either, but the kind of big-budget studio productions her boyfriend enjoyed, and that they both watched a few times a week. The kind with uh, half-hearted attempts at a plot and story, usually featuring a dog, this dog, playing the part of a plumber or a football player, or a thuggish neighbour stopping by the slutty and eager young girl's place, for some ostensibly innocent reason only to end up ravishing the heroine over a kitchen counter, spitting foul insults and encouragement in her ear while he took her supposed virginity. She had, she recalled with a searing blush in her cheeks, imagined herself that slutty heroine on more than one occasion, but safe in the knowledge that it was something that happened only in porn movies and involved the kind of person you'd never meet in real life, let alone be sitting in a room with. No way! Kyo tried to think of something to say, even while still unsure if she wanted to say anything at all. She'd never met anyone famous before, porn star or otherwise, and she didn't know how she was supposed to act in this situation. She tried to tell herself that he was probably a regular guy, albeit one with a beautiful dick and a body that looked like it had been chiseled from stone, but it wasn't working. What did normal people talk about in a situation like this? Is, um... she started. He looked at her with just his eyes, muzzle still pointing down at his lap at the magazine. Somehow that made it easier. Is that your truck out there? It came out in one long sound. Now he lifted his head. Oh, yeah, it is. Is that your scooter? She nodded. Yeah. Is it broken? I mean, is your truck broken? The dog, Chad, straightened up a bit. Uh-huh. At least it will be if I don't get a new alternator. How about you? That Vespa of yours give up on you? It died, she said with another nod. Outside, I was just riding it, and it died, and now it won't start. Ain't that a bitch, he said, with a kind of casual sympathy. Lucky you ended up here. Plenty of shops out there will try to fuck you over just since you were a girl. Friction's a pretty stand-up guy. He's been keeping my rides running for years anyway. That's good. Chad nodded and looked back down towards his magazine. So do you live around here? She blurted. That question seemed to get his attention in a way the first one hadn't. He looked up at her more slowly, with a small smile spreading across his muzzle. She tried to pretend she didn't notice. No, he said, with more of the drawl in his voice coming through. I live downtown, but like I say, that old fucker out there, he and his boys do good work. Worth coming out here to the burbs for a few hours. He was still grinning at her, looking almost smug, and this time didn't try to go back to reading. Neither did she. I do, she stammered, even as she did her best to seem casual. I go to school around here, too. I figured. You like it? It's okay, I guess. There's a lot of homework. I don't like that part. She was trying to think of things to say, even as she was speaking, and it made her feel rushed and clumsy. Yeah, I never could get the hang of school. They say they're the best years of your life and all, but, you know... At least when you're working, you don't got to take it home with you. He grinned a little wider. If you don't want to, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do for a living? She tried to make it sound as nonchalant as she possibly could, but no matter how hard she tried, she couldn't force herself to keep looking at him as she asked it, eyes wandering around the room before settling back on him only when she'd finished. He chuckled easily, and it took him just a heartbeat to answer. I'm in... entertainment, I guess you could say. Keo bit her bottom lip. What kind of entertainment? Almost immediately she regretted it, since it sounded nothing at all like honest curiosity, even to her. He tilted his head and looked at her for a few moments. If you got something you want to ask me, little miss, he said lazily, why don't you just come out and ask it? 
The game was up. She knew it. Are you... Is your name Chad Jameson? He laughed, and for a moment she thought she'd just made a terrible, terrible mistake. Opening her mouth to apologise, profusely he interrupted her before she could start. Nailed it. Well, that's my stage name, anyway. My real name's Pearson, but they don't put that in the credits. I knew it, she practically shrieked, thrusting a finger at him. I've seen you. And then, abashed, she lowered her voice. I mean, I've seen your, you know... Her voice fell away beneath her, and her paws moved around in front of her chest aimlessly. Your movies! I was wondering where you were going to go with that, he said bemusedly. Always good to meet a fan, Miss... Keo, I'm Keo. Like I say, always good to meet a fan, Miss Keo, especially a pretty little lady like you. His grin was sloppy as he slung an arm up on the back of his chair. She blushed harder. Oh, you... you don't have to say that. I know. He took a swallow from his soda, lean muscles in his throat working while she flicked her gaze down over him and back up as quick as she could. It wasn't just her face that was warm anymore. I can't believe you're like a real person, she said. I mean, I didn't think you were a robot or anything, but it's just I've never imagined you needing to get your car fixed. Don't you have people to do that for you? He laughed again, and when he shifted in his seat, she felt parts of herself melt as the lump beneath the faded crotch of his jeans that she was trying not to stare at shifted as well. We ain't like real movie stars, sweetheart. We don't get paid anywhere near as much, and we sure as fuck don't have people. Not for that, anyway. I put my pants on one leg at a time in the morning, just like every other guy. Only they pay me to take them off, too. Keo giggled at that, her confidence building. Is it at least fun? He arched his eyebrows. You're asking if I like getting paid to fuck porn stars? But you're a porn star! His coarse talk didn't embarrass her as much as she would have expected. In fact, it inspired even more bravado. Aren't you? He shrugged. Sure, but that don't mean I don't thank my lucky stars every day that I get the kind of tail most guys would give their right arm just to see up close, let alone get their dick wet in. These bitches ain't just good looking, they're the best there is. And let me tell you, they know how to fuck too. Professionals, all of them. I never thought of it like that, she said honestly. Most folks don't. He took another swallow of soda. Yeah, it's fun. It's still a job, of course. Beside the studio work, there's opening nights I gotta go to, signing autographs, press interviews and all. We even got award shows every year. You believe that? Like the Oscars, only for porno. And there's like five of them. I gotta go to those, too. Wow, I had no idea. She was leaning forward in her chair now, fascinated. Uh-huh. So, besides smiling for the camera, on top of that, I gotta keep in shape, staying healthy and all that shit. And I figure regular actors don't have to prep before a shoot as much as we do, neither. We've got to show up at the studio ready to go, you uh, know what I mean? She furrowed her brow. No. He chuckled, and much to her horror, reached down to give his crotch a lewd squeeze. It made his sheath bulge in his jeans, and she couldn't stop herself from staring, if she was even supposed to. Gotta make sure I'm good and pent up beforehand. No fucking and no stroking one out, usually for a few days before a shoot. If a guy can't do the deed when the cameras are rolling, he ain't worth shit. The director will have me out on my ass and he'll bring in some other guy who can, faster than you can say unemployment check. Oh, she said, for lack of anything better and nodded too quickly. His paw was still resting next to his crotch and she was finding it hard not to look. Has that ever happened to you? Where you couldn't, you know, perform? She forced herself to look at his face. <laughs> he barked a laugh. Nah, not yet anyway. Like I say, I try and make sure I'm good and backed up and we got these... You know what a fluffer is? She nodded. You do? He sounded surprised, and maybe a little skeptical. Of course, she said indignantly. They make you stay hard in between filming, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, we got those two, so worst comes to worst, I use one of them. She leaned forward in her seat. So did they, like, suck on you or just use their paws? He gave her a strange look. Pff, uh, depends. Most of them use their mouth, though. Works better than just paws, and it keeps everything down there nice and slippery. Did they just do it right there in front of everyone? She was trying not to imagine too vividly what he was describing. She was distracted enough as it was. <laughs> Usually, yeah. Why not? Well, isn't that weird? With no cameras or stuff, just some girl... Pl or guys, he interrupted her. Sometimes it guides. Oh, oh, wow, I never thought of that either. I've just seen you with girls. That put her off balance a bit, but her curiosity was keeping her going. But it's not weird out in the open like that? He shook his head. <laughs> not really, no. Well, maybe it is at first, but you get used to it pretty quick. Porno setups are like being on another planet anyway. All these cameras, equipment, and tech setting up lighting and shit while us talent gotta get our fuck on. Some dude sucking my dick between takes ain't too weird in that kind of place. I guess not, she said, kicking her legs as she thought. So what is? He cocked his head. What's what? What's weird about being a porn star? Oh. <laughs> he scratched his chin, looking thoughtful. Mm, I'll tell you. One thing that I still ain't gotten used to is everyone I meet, and I mean everyone. They already seen me buck-ass naked and plowing some bitch before we even said hello. I can see it in their eye, too, trying to talk all normal and friendly and all, but all they're thinking about it the whole time is what I look like in my movies. She bobbed her head. I bet that'd be weird. Is it like that right now with me? That sloppy grin was back, affable and cocksure. You gonna try and tell me that ain't what you're thinking about? She giggled sheepishly. No, of course not. She paused. I hope it doesn't bother you. Nope. Bother you? No, she said, surprising herself with the truthfulness of the answer. He was much more of a real person than she would have expected, and the conversation, as lewd as it may have been, made him seem all the more non-threatening. In the momentary silence that followed, a muffled tune came from Pearson's jeans, a ringtone that got louder and sharper after he'd braced his feet, dug in the front pocket, and pulled out his phone to look at the display. He shot her an apologetic look after checking the name. Give me a sec, I gotta take this. Keo smiled and nodded. She was glad to have a few moments to think and reflect on the fact that she was sitting having just a normal, everyday conversation with a porn star about being a porn star and doing porn star things. It wasn't the sort of thing she was used to happening, and it was more exhilarating than just sharing space with him. He thumbed a button on his phone. Marty, my man, what's up? Some garbled words she could barely hear and couldn't at all make out. Shit, yeah? He'd been looking at his lap, and whatever he'd heard made him look up at her, expression unchanged. Then off to the side absently. So when do they want to do it now? More words she couldn't make out. Yeah, I don't know, I guess. You're the one with the calendar. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Another glance at her. Nah, tell him I'm cool. Thanks. Yeah, take it easy, Marty. He thumbed the button on the phone again, stuffing it back into his pocket and momentarily drawing Keo's attention down there to both the lump the phone made against his leg and the lump next to it. She swallowed hard and forced her gaze up to find him looking at her again. So you mind if I ask you something? He said, breaking the silence. She blinked, a little surprised, and nodded. She didn't ask who Marty was or who was cool, although she was curious. Not to sound too much like I'm fishing around for compliments, but... You got a favorite? A favorite? Keo struggled to remember if she'd missed a thread of conversation, one that had been left dangling by the phone call interrupting them, and came up blank. A favorite porno flick, one that I was in, at least, he grinned. Oh! Apparently she hadn't missed anything. She considered it, looking up at the ceiling. Well, I don't know the names of them. I don't... My boyfriend rents them, not me. 
But there's one where you, um, she hesitated, thinking more. I think you're playing a gym teacher or a coach. I can't really remember for sure. But you and this girl, this cheerleader, she, um, she kept hoping he'd interrupt her. But he just kept watching her, smiling with that small, smug smile that made it harder to keep going. She comes to your office or your classroom and you tell her you're going to cut her from the team because her grades aren't good enough. And she, um, you, she trailed off. He rescued her then with an easy chuckle interrupting the silence. Tells me that she'll do anything to stay on the team. Earning an A was the name of that part, I think. Cheerleader was Jessica Sinclair. Yeah, yeah, that one. In fact, she had no idea what the actress's name was. She hadn't been watching it for her. So why'd you like it? Keo bit her lip. I think mostly because my boyfriend really likes it, she lied. He thinks she's really hot and he likes scenes like that, high school stuff. In fact, she was pretty sure her boyfriend had never seen it. He'd rented it, but she'd watched it alone. Lots of guys do. That was a big moneymaker, he said. That was, um, oh, I think about five years ago, four or five. He leaned in a bit closer to her, conspiratorially. So you want some behind-the-scenes stuff or would that ruin the magic? She giggled. Sure, I mean, no, it wouldn't ruin the magic. He sat back. Me and Jessica, we never got along so good. She's a professional and all, but she interrupted him. Wait, you had sex with her, but she doesn't like you? Oh, I don't know about that, he said. I just said we never got along. All these girls, they're pros, you know, and Jessica's been doing this for a while, and she knows she's a big deal, the kind of name the producers put right on the front of the box. That kind of stuff gets to your head after a while. So she's a bitch? The dog laughed. Yeah, sure, if you want to put it like that. Just don't take too kindly to the way I talk to her off camera, since I don't treat her like a princess like everyone else does. But she knows she's got to put on a good show anyway. And it ain't like I don't know how to fuck. She may not like it, but she don't got to fake getting off when she's doing a scene with me. Anyway, we're shooting the scene where she's going down on me. You remember, yeah? Keo nodded. She did, vividly, and the memory of it now had her squirming slightly in her seat. So the script says I gotta pull out and blow it all over her face. Standard thing, show it off for the camera, with her mouth open and her tongue out and me jizzing on it, all that shit. Only problem is, well, you've seen my movies, right? You know, my shtick is I make a big fucking mess before I even get off. Us dogs squirt like a motherfucker. And me, well, the good Lord blessed me with a fucking fire hose, you know? Keo swallowed hard and nodded again. She knew this very well. It was, in fact, one of the reasons why she liked his movies so much. Things like Glazed Donut came to mind when she subscribed his co-stars after he was finished with them. So I'm getting close, and I grab her hair and I pull her off just like I'm supposed to. Only this dumb bitch don't do what she's supposed to do, which is get a good grip behind my knot to keep it from going all over. Her muzz pops off, and the next thing you know, I'm giving her a shot right in the eye. The dog pantomimed, squirting and holding a fist in front of his face, starting to snicker. Right in the goddamn eye! She don't even have the good sense to close him first, so the next thing you know, she's jumping up and hollering at me, cussing me out like you wouldn't believe about how she can't see. Keo was laughing along with him. But wasn't it her fault? <laughs> don't even think of telling Princess Sinclair that. No, to her, me just doing my thing is fucking up. Director's calls cut since the shot's ruined, her eyes are all red and puffy, and she's screaming at me and all the crew, and they're just laughing their goddamn asses off. Pearson clapped his paw over his eye and waved his other arm around, flipping the storyline version of himself, the bird. This just pisses her off more, so she goes stomping off trying to mop her face and calling me all kinds of names that make a sailor blush. Keo was still laughing, harder now. I never thought stuff like that even happened. In the movies, it all looks perfect. Yeah, that's why they call it the movies. He uncovered his eye and shrugged. Takes the director talking to her for half an hour and me saying sorry shit, I don't know, maybe ten times before she'll even come back on the set. They give her some eye drops, calm her down, and we finish up. But next time you watch it, keep an eye. 
He snorted a chuckle. Keep an eye on her just when I'm unloading on her face, and you can see she kind of winces, and you can't see it in the shop, but me, I'm just trying not to laugh. Because all I can imagine is her with my spunk in her eyeball and telling me what an asshole I am the whole fucking time. Her laughter took a while to taper off to giggles. <laughs> now you have ruined it, though. I'm never going to be able to watch that scene again without seeing that. The dog took a swig of soda, still half chuckling and shaking his head. Me neither, sweetheart. Me neither. So, are you making any movies right now? I mean, not right now, but lately? He nodded lazily. Hmm, had a shoot set up for Friday. He shook his head. It was supposed to be Friday anyway, but that phone call was my agent telling me they had to put it off. Some problem with the house we were supposed to do it in or something, I don't know. He huffed out a hot breath. Plus, I was visiting the folks for a few days up till yesterday. I gotta say, go and drive for almost a week. I'm dying. At that moment, the door through the garage opened and the Akita came in, mopping his paws off with the same rag he had before and interrupting whatever it was Pearson was going to say. All right, miss, I got some good news and I got some bad news for you, he said as the door closed behind him. He didn't even look at the other dog. Um, good news first, Keo ventured. Pearson, sitting off to the side, chuckled. Your fuel filter shot. Looks like a manufacturing problem. I'd hit up the dealer about it if you still got a warranty. Keo made a face. But that's not good news at all. Yeah, it is, since I can fix it and it's cheap. Bad news is it's going to take maybe an hour or two for my parts guy to come bring on by. You got someplace you have to be? Keo looked at her watch and sighed, the giddy happiness she'd felt from a conversation with a porn star evaporating. Even if she left now, class would have been more than half over by the time she got to school. No, not anymore. Good, because he's already on his way. He turned his attention to Pearson. As for you and that piece of shit import you keep bringing around my shop, I got a spare alternator on the shelf for you. I'll get you fixed up before I gotta get this young lady's howl grumbling again. It was obviously a joke, but the Akita didn't seem to be the smiling type. Keo giggled anyway. Pearson grinned and nodded easily, tapping his forehead with a finger in a kind of mock salute. Thanks, boss. No hurry, me and the lady here are just getting acquainted. Friction snorted, looking between them. Yeah, yeah, I bet you are. He stuffed the rag into the pocket of his coveralls. Try not to scare her off, huh? Keo giggled again, while Pearson feigned indignation. Hey, now, I'm a gentleman. Friction squinted at him skeptically. Sure, just keep it that way. He looked at Keo and winked, his expression still mirthless. He gives you any lip, you let me know. There's one you gotta watch out for. Apparently he did have a sense of humor. Keo nodded with another giggle and a sidelong look at the other dog, but Friction was already turning to go. When the other canine had left and the door creaked closed, they were left alone again, this time in a more awkward silence than before. Keo found herself staring at his lap, paws crossed over her thighs and trying to think of something interesting to say. So? She looked up at him to see that sloppy grin back on his muzzle. He nosed toward the door to the bathroom, but she just looked confused. You want to see it? She blinked in confusion. Do I want to see what? The real thing. He waved a paw towards his lap. Keo's eyes might as well have gone star-shaped, compelled to follow that gesture all the way back to the dog's crotch. Really? Now? Right here? She asked excitedly, looking back at that grin disbelievingly. Shit, yeah. It could use some air anyway, and we ain't going anywhere for a while. Do I? Then her excitement faltered for a moment. But I should say, I do have a boyfriend. Pearson didn't miss a beat. So do most of the girls I fuck. Some of them got husbands, and I won't tell him if you don't. He got to his feet as if she'd already said yes. Besides, how many times in your life you're going to get a chance to see a real porn star's dick? Keo flicked her gaze toward the bathroom door, then back at him. 
She considered how the conversation with her boyfriend would go if she told him she'd seen Chad Jameson's dick today and decided that it would probably go rather well. With a last furtive glance out the window at the shop, she couldn't even see the mechanic who was probably underneath Pearson's truck by now. She got to her feet. Lead the way. She tried to sound confident. At a girl, the mutt said, sauntering toward the bathroom and making a small show of holding the door open for her once he'd pushed it open. Ladies first, he smirked. Keo giggled in spite of herself, put her nose in the air in mock haftiness, and marched inside. There wasn't much room in the small bathroom. A sink, hot water tank, and a toilet took up most of the space, forcing her to press herself up against the muscle dog while he reached over her head and shoved the door closed behind her. Involuntarily, Keo drew a sharp breath through her nose, smelling his musk over the musty odor of the toilet. She looked up at him from the tops of her eyes without lifting her muzzle. He was taller than he looked in his movies, she thought. He had a way about him, even just standing there, a cocky confidence that made it difficult to keep up the false bravado she'd strolled in here with. It was one thing to agree to this, quite another to find herself chest to nose with him. Now, you gotta be careful, he said. Like I say, it's been a few days. His voice had dropped from the jaunty, playful tone out in the waiting room, but he still sounded reassuringly easygoing. Keo blinked up at him. Careful of what? This is gonna get a little sloppy, is all. Here, just... He took her by her shoulders and moved her bodily next to him, rather than right in front of him, which is where she'd been standing. That touch left her shivering, and she could feel a lingering sensation where his fingers had been. There, unless you want to be wearing it as soon as you take it out. It struck her that she hadn't thought she'd be pulling it out herself. In her mind, she'd be expected to stand or maybe sit there passively while he showed off for her, like in a strip show. Or, for that matter, like in a movie. Stalling, she looked down and got to gape openly, up close and intimately at his crotch for the first time without having to feel guilty about it. He was hard, or at least not soft. She could see the outline of his sheath in his jeans and a stain already growing where she imagined the tip already poking out. The only sound he made was breathing, heavy and low, while he waited patiently for her. With shaking fingers, she reached out, trying to decide if she just wanted to undo his zipper or open the button as well, although, as she considered, it wasn't much of a choice. There was no way she was going to be able to comfortably get it out through the zipper alone, not with what he was packing. She fumbled his button open and nudged the zipper down with a shaking fingertip. It didn't take much. The tension of the dog's swelling erection inside helped things along, and as the scent of musk got stronger in her nose, she got her first glimpse of dark fur and ruddy, red-veined dick. She gasped. It looked so... real. That's real good, baby. His voice had dropped and was syrupy in her ear now, warm and smooth and encouraging. Now reach in there and get a good hold on it. She swallowed and reached inside. Her fingers brushed the bare flesh and slid past to his sheath, instinctively pushing it down until she felt it stretch over the already swelling knot and snap behind it firmly. The dog grunted and she felt a pulse surge through it, the stain at the tip still lodged in his jeans getting much bigger. All right, now squeeze tight and take it out. Careful now. Remember I make my living with that thing. Keo would have giggled if she could have mustered the confidence, but she did as he told her, taking a tight grip around the narrower root behind the bulb of his knot and levering it out into the open. It took some work, and she could hear him suck a sharp breath through his teeth when the sensitive naked flesh rubbed over the denim of his jeans. She wanted to apologize, but couldn't bring herself to speak up. It was too surreal already. It sprung out of his fly, flopping heavily over the open zipper and landing with a thump against her arm. She gasped again. 
It looked exactly like it did in the movies. Dark red and veined and huge, unmistakably canine and even more unmistakably Chad Jameson's. Fatter in the middle, at the tip it tapered to a near point already dribbling clear liquid, and at the bottom swelled to a knot as thick as her wrist. She cupped it in her palm, fingers and thumb forming a circle that choked off the rhythmic throbbing of his pulse. It made the whole thing inflate even larger, so stiff now it looked as if it might be painful for him. Unthinkingly, she relaxed her grip for a moment. The result was instantaneous. As threatened, a messy and copious backup jet of pre-cum painted her from forearm to elbow, warm and wet. She let out a soft gasp and hurriedly shifted her grip, keeping it directed away from her and sparing her arm further sullying. Mmm, yeah, there you go. Careful now, keep that fucker aimed right unless you brought a spare shirt. Or if you're into that kind of thing. Even when she was squeezing down on it, it was drooling thin, watery fluid onto the floor. She could actually feel the pressure growing, a liquid build-up between her fingers and his body trying to squeeze past. Okay, now I'm going to show you a little trick we do in the studio. His voice was low and strained, but at the same time, almost businesslike. He was taking off his shirt while he said it, drawing her attention upwards for a moment as he bared a chest and torso she'd seen and lusted over many, many times before, just never in person. If he noted her stare, he didn't show it, tossing his shirt away and looking casually back down at where her small paw clutched around his dick. To her, it seemed wildly incongruous with what was happening. How could he be so nonchalant about this? She held his cock as she would a gun, gingerly bringing her other paw up to the barrel and hefting the heavy weight in both paws. Okay. Hold it tight, just like that. Give it a good hard squeeze. Yeah, just like that. You're doing great, darling. He leaned back toward the wall, looking down at his chest and at the sight. Showing off. Now loosen up, just for a sec. Keo did, and the bigger dog let out a throaty growl. His cock jumped in her paws and much, much more generous than before squirt of watery and colourless pre-cum gushed from the tip, arcing not just across her arm but far enough to paint a puddled stripe on the floor. Another jet, weaker, without the built-up pressure this time, spilled out before she hurriedly cinched her fingers back around to stem the flood. Wow, she breathed, genuinely impressed and staring in renewed fascination at the enormous tool she was wielding. She didn't even know guys could be that productive, or for that matter, that a cock could look that perfect. She'd known it was sculpted from its movies, but seeing it in person, it was the most flawlessly masculine and well-proportioned, notwithstanding its positively obscene size, cock she'd ever touched. He was breathing harder now. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I'm a messy fucker. His paw landed on her shoulder, up near her neck, and just rested there. Do me a favor and uh, do that a couple more times. Feels real good. Keo still couldn't believe she was actually holding Chad Jameson's cock in her paws, someone she dreamed of literally more times than she could count. It was like she was carrying a priceless artifact, she thought, or maybe more like a deadly weapon. It certainly looked big enough to be dangerous. She nodded. Hoping he wouldn't notice, the next time she relaxed her grip, she aimed it a little more toward herself, just a small shift in angle so that the flood of pre-cum landed almost fully on her arm. She was dripping wet there already, the fur from forearm to elbow soaked with him. Her nose flared as she smelled the scent of him, overwhelmingly musky and male. She looked up at him, shyly. Do you think maybe I could... She wanted to taste him so badly her mouth was watering. Oh, I thought you'd never asked, he said with a smug chuckle. Like he really had been waiting for her to ask it, even if she hadn't, not completely, anyway. Sure, show me what you got, sweetheart. He didn't have to ask twice. 
Keo kept her grip tight around his cock as she bent over and hesitantly opened her mouth wide to engulf the pointed, dribbling tip. The metallic and bitterly salty tang of canine pre-cum flavor hit her tongue immediately while she sank to her knees, shuffling around in front of him to avoid hitting her butt on the sink on the way. Holy fuck, she thought to herself. He's huge! Her jaw had to stretch to accommodate him, and even with one paw behind his knot and the other clutching the vein and bulky middle, there were ample inches between her fist and the lips that she couldn't even conceive of reaching. She'd seen lots of girls deep-throat him in his movies, but at this moment, anything more than what she was already nearly choking on herself seemed an impossibility. Oh, fuck yeah, darling, you like sucking on that? He was growling now, fingers landing on her head and twining into a gentle grip on her hair. Looks real good in your mouth. Drink it, baby. Come on, I got plenty for you. She nodded as best she could, and she relaxed her grip behind his knot, the dirty talk sounding natural coming from him. Practiced. A gusher of watery pre rushed into her mouth while his dick throbbed, pumping it into her muzzle faster than she'd expected. Even having been anticipated the volume of it, her cheeks bulged and a trickle of the stuff ran down her chin before she could swallow it all, and no sooner had she gotten down the first gulp when another came, than another, much faster than when she'd been holding it for him. She had to close her paws to throttle it before she gagged, gulping great mouthfuls of the dog's pre-spunk before she even took her lips from it. She couldn't bear to, not now she had him in there. Oh shit, yeah, baby, suck that nasty dog dick. You're doing real good, real pro, just keep it up. His breathing was hoarse and heavy now, a growl breaking up the normally smooth lull of his voice. She'd heard that tone before in his movies, and always assumed it was just an act. The fact that it wasn't, or at least she couldn't tell, sent a shiver through her. She was unashamedly sucking on him now, bobbing her head on his cock while he humped at her muzzle in short and lazy thrusts. He was hard as warm, living steel, and the flesh of his cock an even darker and duskier purple-red now, glistening wet from whatever drool and pre she couldn't keep in her mouth. Holding him loosely, with the paw around the middle, she ran her tongue around the drooling tip, trying to time relaxing her grip on his knot, withdrawing back so as to leave enough space in her muzzle for the inevitable torrent of pre-cum that showed no signs of slowing down. She started to get into the rhythm, eyes drifting closed, saying to herself over and over again, I'm sucking on Chad Jameson. I can't believe I'm sucking his dick. I can't believe this is happening. An itch building between her legs that she'd been trying to ignore up until now had her almost dancing on her knees and was insistent enough to have her stealing a paw down into the front of her capri, digging until her fingers found the wet heat of her sex. Although wet didn't describe just how drenched she was down there, making it easy to slip a finger or two inside herself. She started to rub herself in quick, tight circles, the moan it brought muffled by the dog's cock in her muzzle. It made the experience of blowing him all the more thrilling, the little electric jolts it sent through perfectly matching the throbbing of the porn star dick in her mouth and the thirsty swallows of his apparently bottomless surprise of pre-cum. His breathing had gotten progressively louder, until now she could hear it even over the wet smacks of her sucking. The dog's paw clamped around the back of her head and balled up, gathering up a fistful of her hair and guiding her up and down now, very gently turning her head to the side. When she opened her eyes to steal a glance, she saw him looking down at her, this new position giving him a good look at where his cock speared her muzzle. She blushed, he smirked, and she closed her eyes again with a whimper. Now, ah, uh, he said thickly, and gave her head a little jerk to get her to open her eyes, which she did. Eyes up here, sweetheart. Keo did look up at him, through watering eyes that made her have to blink rapidly every few seconds, past the taut expanse of his stomach and broad chest and up his squared-off jaw and wide, toothy smile aimed down at her. She felt herself flush hotly. 
She'd never locked eyes with a guy while blowing him before, and it felt... slutty. Like the kind of thing girls only did in the kind of movies Pearson starred in. Especially since it was him up there, a face usually, and often, only leering down at her in fantasy. Underneath her fist, clamped around the heavy dog knot, she felt Pearson's balls start to pull up, and dragging her attention back to the blowjobs she'd spent the last little while giving on autopilot. Fighting consciously the overwhelming urge to look away, she measured her pace, tugging his nodding counterpoint with his sucking, and hoping she didn't look as silly as she felt, struggling not to choke or sputter around his dick. His expression was slowly dissolving from one of smug pleasure to a slack and glassy-eyed anticipation, which she took as a cue to slow down ever so slightly while keeping up with the suction. She was swallowing constantly now, saltier-tasting pre-cum gushing almost constantly from his cock. Fuck, baby, he growled, words barely decipherable through the throaty sound of his growling. Ah, that feels so fucking good. You look so fucking pretty down there. He was looking right at her as he said it, the directness of it all making her blush hotter still. I'm going to come in that pretty little mouth. I'm going to fill you up so good. He began to twitch in her mouth and trailed off, and with her own expression turning just the slightest bit more mischievous, she slowed down more, resisting a building pressure from his fist in her hair to try to get her to do the opposite. By the time she heard the growl rising louder in his throat, she was barely moving, lips sliding smoothly up and down the fat middle of the dog dick, letting the pre-cum drool in her mouth before swallowing. Which proved to be her undoing. As sooner than she expected, he let out a heavy grunt and slapped his other paw around the back of her head, while he rudely jammed the tip of his dick into the back of her muzzle, making her gag and struggle against his grip. Shit, shit, yeah, swallow that load, you little bitch, here it fucking comes. Drink it. <clears throat> Pent-up pre-cum spilled out of her mouth, even as the first spurt, the first real one, of cum gushed into her mouth, and for a moment she could have sworn the dog was pissing. It wasn't a short and violent recoil like with other guys. Instead, a pulse that felt like someone turned on a faucet, left it on for a few seconds and turned it down again, left her muzzle full of spunk, and that's whatever didn't just fire down her throat. Frantically, she swallowed what she could, but it was no use. All she'd managed to do was get half a gulp in whenever the next flood of bitter-tasting dog cum hit her and backwashed around the throbbing dick keeping her lips pried apart, and before she'd had a chance to swallow that, the next one was coming bigger than the last two. Large drops of the stuff dribbling from her chin hit her knees with audible splats while she just gulped up as fast as she could, getting about half of it down and wearing the other half on her face and thighs in very short order. She'd taken her paw from between her legs, impulsively trying to cup and contain the mess dripping off her chin, but it was overflowing her palm within a few seconds, and she quickly gave up, wrapping the wet paw higher up around the thick and throbbing knot, holding him with both hands now. She was still slurping well past the point where she was now able to keep up with the dog's impressive output, coming to the dual realizations that it probably now looked as if she was trying to get more out of his cock than he was producing, and that he was no longer trying to keep it crammed in her throat. She stole a look up at him, and at the broad smirk that had returned before blushing and resuming a now slower swallowing. The flavour wasn't as strong now, and she wasn't even sure if he was still coming, but staying put and finishing him off seemed like the right thing to do, especially since he appeared in no hurry to pull out of her mouth. And anyway, liquid was still sputtering over her tongue, and she would probably get all over herself, more than she already had, if she pulled off. God damn! Dog finally drawled, emphasis on the last syllable. He used his fists in her hair, still holding on tight, to guide her back slowly, looking down as the cum-slimy cock spilled from her lips. Keo, dizzy and feeling a little queasy, did her best to put on a show with her head staying obediently tilted to the side and letting him watch himself withdraw from her sloppy mouth. When he finally slid free, he let go of her, and she sat back on her ankles, panting. 
I didn't even... Kyo swallowed, wiping off her mouth with the back of her arm and trying not to look self-conscious. I didn't think that was real. When you came... She had to force the word out. It sounded so dirty. When you came like that in the movies... He staggered back against the sink, panting more than a little himself, sweat trickling down the middle of his chest and over the short fur. <laughs> That's why I get paid the big bucks, sweetheart. Like they say, fucking fire hose. He looked down at himself and his slowly deflating cock, then back at her. I gotta say, most ladies don't handle it as good as you. He grinned. She looked at herself, eyes widening in something close to horror when she realized just how much of his cum was on rather than in her. What do you mean? I'm a mess! Pearson chuckled thickly. <laughs> yeah, but trust me, I've seen worse. Come here. He made no move to put his cock away, a fact that Keo was grateful for since she got to stare at it a little while longer, and now he just held his paw out to her. She took it and struggled to her feet, sniffing a couple of times and tried not to think about how much bigger he was than her and how warm she still felt between her legs. Thank you, she stammered shyly after she was standing, offering him an embarrassed smile. <laughs> he said, reaching out to start to tug at the fly of her capri, fingers avoiding the splotches of cum painted in dark stains over the front. What are you doing? She said in shocked surprise. If she'd been able to stumble back, she would have, but the bathroom wasn't big enough for it, and anyway, she still felt dizzy, so all she managed to do was cock her hips back. Shh, relax, he murmured from above her, voice back to that slow honey and all the more contrasted with her sharp tone as he easily chased her hips back. You're gonna have to rinse him off anyway, and I figured I owe you what with making a mess out of your face and all the rest of you, I guess. This time she looked up at him, ready to protest meekly again. But apparently he took the gesture differently. Lips parted, muzzle lifted, and pressed his mouth into hers in a sudden kiss hot enough to melt a glacier. So shocking and intense was it from the very first touch that she almost collapsed, sagging against the wall and paws at his side while he finished unbuttoning her shorts and explored her muzzle with his tongue. His very long, very soft tongue. Keo found herself returning the kiss with growing enthusiasm, paws landing on his chest. She hardly even felt when her shorts dropped to pool around her ankles, or noticed when his thumbs slipped into her panties and pushed them down to her thighs. In fact, it was only when he broke off the embrace and began to sink to his knees with a sly smile she became conscious of being, mostly, naked from the waist down, biting back the urge to ask him again what was going on. What he intended was apparent soon enough, as he nudged her side, getting her turned around and facing the sink, nuzzling underneath the rise of her butt along the way. Warm breath along her by now very sensitive pussy had her shivering and it felt only natural that she'd bend over, elbows on the dirty shop sink, so she could better feel more of that wafting heat. The first slap of his tongue was like being electrocuted. Her whole body went rigid and a shiver that started in her spine and shot up her back left her feeling twisted, like a wet rag held tightly wrung out. It made her want to climb, one knee coming up on the sink in an instinctive attempt to unwind herself. Even as the next lick preceded his tongue and muzzle delving fully into her and bringing with it such a strong physical rush of pleasure that she couldn't stop herself from crying out through clenched teeth. It may not have been the first time she'd been eaten out. Her boyfriend was more than generous enough to offer up his tongue whenever the urge struck her. But it was the first time that she'd been eaten out like this, with every touch and slip of his tongue seeming to find a new, shockingly sensitive spot within her to tease. He was responding perfectly to body language she didn't even know she was broadcasting. 
It felt like every time he found a new place to hone in on, he was already going at it with gusto before she'd let out her first whimper, and each time it started to get overstimulated, she'd barely so much as cocked her hips before he moved on to new ground, exploring her pussy with a skill she had to assume was supernatural. Her first climax was almost an afterthought, so overwhelming were the sensations that it was with barely a bump that he pushed her over the edge and kept her there. Later, when she tried to remember if it had been just one orgasm or ten, she couldn't say. Her vision went white and stayed there, until he was apparently satisfied and stopped doing whatever he was doing, bringing reality rushing in once again and leaving a ringing in her ears. She could barely breathe. What did you... She didn't even open her eyes and could only talk on the panting exhales of breath. How did you do that? The mutt didn't answer. He just did it again, whatever it was, and sent her back on a journey sailing on the seas of her orgasms, hips bucking while her cries echoed loudly back to her from the sink, even as she tried to bite them off. They were, after all, still in the public bathroom. At least she tried to stay quiet during the brief, flickering moments of conscious awareness, since in between she could be screaming Pierce's name to the ceiling for all she knew. Without meaning to, she rode and rolled back onto his tongue and muzzle, squirming and grinding against him like she was in heat, and what he was doing would put out the fire, although all it seemed to do was make her want more. Keo lost track of how long she was there, long since having squealed herself hoarse and ragged, dragged rather than bent over the sink by now. Somewhere behind her, she was dimly aware of Pearson's muzzle withdrawing from between her legs while her orgasm still reverberated through her, giving her a desperately needed rest from that relentless tongue so she could breathe. His paws, which had been keeping her backside pried apart with one and her tail up out of the way with the other, roamed up her back and shoulders, drawing through the fur in long, blunt-clawed strokes. She felt his breath on her back of her neck. At about the same time, she felt something warm, stiff and slick push up into the lips of her pussy. She was still reeling from his muzzle's efforts, so it didn't even register at first as being anything unexpected, and his tapered canine cocktip was into her before she could react. You want it? He asked absurdly. He was already inside her, already rocking his hips and slowly fucking more of the painfully thick and more distressingly, decidedly bare cock into her. Even if she claimed verbally she didn't, the same body language he'd been reading to bring her countless orgasms while he ate her out gave him the answer, and she knew it. It hurt to have him in there. He was very, very large, but in a deeply satisfying way, and already the dull ache of penetration was fading. This wasn't the safest time of year for this kind of thing, but he was right before. How many times in her life would she get this chance? It was all she could do to nod hurriedly, feeling him throb and wondering fleetingly if there was as much pre-cum pumping into her now as when she'd been going down on him earlier. Then ask me for it, he growled heavily. His voice hardly changed pitch, but was infinitely more demanding, and more upsetting was that he had stopped fucking into her, just a scant few thick inches throbbing inside her, and now began to teasingly pull out. You want this fat fucker in your pussy? She whined, pushing back against him. Mm, yes, yes, I want it! Something dribbled down her thigh. From her or him, she didn't know. He was still pulling back. You want what? She flailed the pole back, trying to grab at his hip. Your, your cock, she heard herself say. Please, I want your cock. I want your dirty dog cock in my pussy. Her face got hotter and hotter with embarrassment as she tried her best to sound as like she thought she should in this situation. It made her feel dirty in a good way. Just please put it in. Oh. 
whatever else she was going to embarrass herself with faded away as he slid smoothly and assuredly into her, fast enough to make her angle her hips in a futile attempt to slow his progress as all at once she was filled with far more freshly hard dog dick than she'd expected. He knew how fast to go to stay just ahead of what she thought he could take, and every time she thought that now, surely would be the moment she'd feel the kiss of his nod against her nether lips and another thick inch squeezed into her. But he must have gotten past the midpoint somewhere in there, because moments later she did feel that swollen ball of his knot push up against her opening, his cocktip throbbing and twitching impossibly deep inside her. For the few seconds he gave her to enjoy it, Keo could feel him throbbing. Even the warm, wet jets of pre-cum she'd been guzzling down a few minutes ago were evident now as warm and pulsing pressure. She'd barely started to wonder what he was waiting for when he drew back just a little bit and pushed back in, firmly, enough to jolt her when his hips hit her backside. Then another, longer stroke. A few more and she found the tempo as well, bracing for each thrust and going so far as to push back against them, softly whimpering while biting back louder sounds that could get both of them caught. He'd been telling the truth before. Every motion was confident, aggressive without being violent, and when he hit a particularly sensitive spot inside her, there was no question it was with intent. He knew exactly what he was doing, and he was incredibly good at it. Before long, the sounds of their lovemaking were louder than the occasional whine of air tools out in the shop, wet smacks and husky breathing through clenched teeth sounding unnaturally sharp in the confined space of the bathroom. The pounding of his dick into her was sending shuddering waves of ecstasy through her body, strong enough to have her nearly collapsing against the sink, even holding on to it tightly with both paws. Every time the swell of his knot hammered at her sex, she pushed her hips back. The underside of it was grinding against her clit roughly enough to have her on the edge of orgasm for long, uncounted minutes, even as it tried to painfully wedge her open. It felt exquisitely bestial. The growling and panting of his breath on the back of her neck while his dick still found new depths to plumb inside her. Keo desperately craved more, and although she couldn't bring herself to say it, she screamed it with her body language while whimpering into his paw, loud enough for him to notice. You want it, don't you, baby? He growled roughly into her ear, catching the hint, if you want to call her practically slamming her hips back against him every time he pounded into her, a hint. You want that big fat dog knot in your cunt, don't you? It wasn't a question, but she nodded frantically anyway. She'd known she wanted it inside her from the moment it first kissed her pussy lips an eternity ago, when he first slid fully inside her. It's gonna hurt. He pushed in until the ball of hard flesh was pressed to her cunt, hard enough to just start to spread her open around it, by way of punctuation. And once I get in there, I ain't coming out till I'm good and done. She hesitated this time, but nodded again, just as frantically. That wasn't a question either. You on BC? A dozen different answers started and died on her lips, some truthful, some less so. When she finally answered, she didn't even lift her head, head on her forearms and muzzle in the sink. Do you care? She said it all as one word in a rush, almost feeling the words course through her, the wrongness of them. His thick, answering chuckle said more than any words he could have used. A paw stole up her shirt, pushing it and her bra out of the way. Clawed fingers found her nipple and pinched hard and his other paw closed around her muzzle to hold it tightly shut. She nearly convulsed and slapped her paw back against him, but it was too late. Before she could change her mind, he was forcing her open around that fat ball of flesh and she barely even had time to squeal through her nose before her cunt swallowed it inside with a lewd, wet squish, locking down behind it tighter than her fingers ever could have. 
The pain of it was brief, but shockingly intense and lanced through her spine, hard enough to make her see stars anew and thrash mindlessly in the dog's grip. He'd undoubtedly been expecting that reaction because he made sure to ride it out, keeping a tight hold around her muzzle while she tried to cry out, but those cries were quickly changed to ones of ecstasy when she realized she was tied. Fuck. Mm, fuck. Take that fucking dick, bitch. He had his paw clutching around her entire breast now, the other wrapped completely around her muzzle from chin to bridge. He was fucking into her with quick, short little thrusts, holding her so tightly around the muzzle she almost couldn't breathe. She'd never felt so full in her life, the sensation like her entire inside stretched around him and centred around his impossibly huge knot wedged just inside her aching sex. He was tugging back more, pushing than in, using the pressure to tug on it with every buck of his hips. Oh shit, here it comes, baby. Oh fuck, you feel so fucking good. Goddamn, here it fucking comes. He jammed himself home into her and shuddered, his words dissolving into growls as she felt his cock jump and throb heavily inside her. The first gush of his load was hard enough to feel splashing against the walls of her cunt, as were the next half dozen when he drove into her with feral, bruisingly hard jolts of her hips. And then he let her go, bracing himself against the sink as well and just growled and grunted out the rest of his orgasm, an orgasm that landed far longer than any she'd experienced, except in his movies, where it was usually on display of camera hosing down his co-star. That obscene volume of spunk was now flooding her womb, propelled by the countless pulses of his cock that felt like it was recoiling from the force of it. Hazily, she reached down between her legs, small paw cupping the pulled-up tight orbs of his balls, and dragged her blunt claws through the short and wiry fur. It got a grunt out of him, maybe surprise, maybe just pleasure. She wanted to believe both. It was nearly ten minutes before he sagged against her, still standing upright, but all the tension seemed to drain out of him at once. She imagined he'd been resting his head on her shoulder like a non-anthro if she wasn't so short, watching him through blurry vision in the grimy mirror as he came down from the literally climactic high. For her part, she wasn't even certain if she'd gotten off, although judging from her shaky legs and latent tingling in the spine, she was pretty sure she had, more than once. Her pussy felt so full she actually stole a glance down to see if her belly was swollen with it. God damn, I needed that, he grunted after a while, straightening up. Don't usually get to finish off inside in the movies, you know? When she tried to follow, his paw landed between her shoulder blades, keeping her bent over. He tugged her tail out of the way, looking down at where she imagined he could see the rise of his knot bulging from inside the crowded depths of her cunt. His thumb nudged at her asshole, eliciting a little worried cry from her and a lazy chuckle from him. Settle down there, sweetheart, don't worry. Gotta leave something in good enough shape for that boyfriend of yours to fuck. She bit her lip and looked back over her shoulder at him, giving her backside a wiggle, and almost immediately regretted it when his girthy dick shifted inside her. It felt... sloshy. That was so good, she eventually breathed, dropping her head sideways onto her forearm and letting her eyes drift half-closed. Oh, thank you. Yeah? He was back to that smug grin, if a little more tired around the edges, and wiped off his forehead with the back of his arm. You like that? She nodded, eyes still closed. Figured you would. They lapsed into silence then, both of them coming down from their respective highs. Keo could feel him softening after a few minutes and cocked her hips forward when he started to slide out. It still hurt, but he was smaller now, and with a wet pop he slid free, just a knot though, keeping her plugged around him and pulling the rest out slowly. He didn't need to tell her to clench down, but even though she did anyway, she could feel dribbles of spunk down the insides of her legs when she finally slurped free of her. 
She felt empty and stretched, a void where the dog's cock had been thoroughly doused with his seed. Now they were just two people, half-naked and maybe a little guilty, trying to recompose themselves. Keo was finding it difficult to keep her thoughts straight, swaying when she bent over to pull up the bunch of panties and shorts to cover the evidence of their lovemaking, as much as she could anyway. Her shirt and pants were still wet, her panties had a wet spot in the crotch, and they both had, to put it bluntly, fuck hair. It should have been awkward, but the mud's professional confidence mixed with her own dizzy afterglow had her nearly giggling crazily at the almost normalcy of it. There was no question about what they'd done, why they'd done it, or how much they'd both enjoyed it. With a few deft swipes of his fingers through his head fur and a wink at her, the dog was on his way out, taking a quick look before stepping out of the bathroom and half-closing the door behind himself, leaving her alone to finish cleaning up. She did, and followed him a moment later, taking a little longer with her hair, it didn't help, and doing her best to look normal should the mechanic be waiting outside. Thankfully he wasn't, there was just Pearson out there, sitting comfortably in the chair he'd been in before, sipping his soda, and flipping through a magazine as if he'd never left. Except for the wet spots on his jeans and the sheen of sweat on his brow, there was little to give away what they'd been up to. Keo hoped that she looked as innocent. He gave her a smile, a small private one, just for her. It had a thank you, good job, and of course, this is just between us, written all over it. She returned it as best she could, stumbled back into a chair and dropped into it, exhausted. All right, buddy, truck's ready to go. The other dog's gruff voice came so suddenly it made her jump back and jerk her head up. Friction was just coming in and looking over paperwork absently, a set of keys in his paw that he tossed to Pearson while the other dog got to his feet. Friction paused, and for a horrified moment Keo thought he knew, and even worse, was going to comment on it. But the Akita just continued. Next time, how about you call me when the idiot lights come on instead of waiting until the fucker dies? Pearson laughed and caught the keys with a jingle, slipping them into his pocket. Yeah, yeah. You get paid either way, don't you? Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. He and the other dog shook hands, and Pearson headed toward the door. He gave Keo a last look and a nod. Nice to meet you, miss. She smiled what she hoped was a smile that had half the character his had. Nice meeting you too. And he was gone, leaving just the two of them in the waiting room. And suddenly the Akita was no longer smiling. In my office, girl. Now. She gulped and followed him. You were listening to Car Repair, Chapter 1 by Cinnamon DeWolf. Read for you by Alex... Read for you by Kaki. I really gotta get used to this. Thank you for listening.